All right, guys, we find ourselves facing the Orange Bowl, Georgia versus FSU. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about this, but the word coming out of Miami is everyone's playing. And unlike FSU, we're not opting out tonight either. What's up, Georgia football fans? You're listening to episode 376 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall. And I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, and this is the uh, Orange Bowl preview show. It's the last podcast of the 2023 calendar year, and I guess you could say the 2023 season. So, Will and Tony and I are going to get into all of the opt-outs and opt-ins and everything in between for the Orange Bowl, and here's Will to get it all started. Not only uh, do we have an uh, Orange Bowl to talk about, um, we have actually not all gotten together since uh, the SEC Championship game and right. all that came uh, that came with that. So uh, let's not talk about it. It's over. It's a, it's a, um, actually, before we get into the Orange Bowl, I, I would, could we do a quick postmortem on that game? I, feel I would like love to. I think yeah. it's probably worthwhile. My larger thing about it uh, is it, I'm sure there are – I mean, obviously it was upsetting and disappointing – uh, it doesn't feel to me anyway uh, that there's been a groundswell of uh, we got screwed or we're, or we're so doomed or how could this happen. People are obviously disappointed and having Alabama makes it like less fun. But I also don't think there's a lot of what's wrong with Georgia. What did Kirby, not, what did Saban beat? I think maybe like dumb, dumb national people are saying, but I certainly have not gotten any sense from, from Georgia people. There's over, I would say I found more overarching disappointment in the, uh, in the, in the, in the Nebraska quarterback uh, thing than I saw. I mean, people obviously would, they'd rather won that game than got the, Georgia, the Nebraska quarterback. But it felt, from my experience, that as disappointing as that was, and especially as it lose to Alabama, it, I, I talked to a lot of people like, I'm still kind of processing this a little bit. It's a little processing a little bit. I think people <clears throat> have processed it. Yes. Like, I think at a certain level, I think that there's not a, uh, he was off sides. Or how could they do the fake? It felt like two really good teams going right at one another. And unfortunately for Georgia, they didn't win. But the idea that like, there's something wrong or people are so oh, there's overarching sense of disappointment. I certainly have not seen that. Have you guys? No, I have not. Uh, I think, I mean, my take on the game, I remember texting y'all during the game. It's like, I feel like we're playing a pretty even. Um, and I felt like that bore out when I went back and rewatched the game. Um, basically what I saw is I saw two very good football teams, fairly evenly matched and one team made the last mistake. I didn't make the worst mistake, right? You can't, you can't, in, a, in even a regular game, um, you turn the ball over inside your 15-yard line. You're just playing yeah. with fire inside your own 15. You're just playing with fire. And I'll be honest, when we held them to a field goal there, I thought, yeah. okay, we're going to win this game. Um, but no, I mean, I haven't seen any of the, oh, God, this is – now, Alabama people will be quick to tell you, aha, it was just yeah. a mirage. What I saw was Kirby's fourth best team this yeah. time at Georgia – Take an Alabama team that certainly yeah. thinks that they're going to win the national championship. Um, also, a very long mirage, by the way. Yeah, yeah, very quite, extended quite, mirage. Quite, quite, quite extended mirage. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think what I saw was Kirby's fourth best team at Georgia. Um, taking an Alabama team that has that thinks they're going to win the national championship, uh, basically blow for blow in the team with the ball last one. Yeah. That's what I saw. Um, 
Is it disappointing? Yeah, of course it's disappointing. Uh, the crazy thing about it is um, I'm not 100% certain on this, but there is entirely a world where if Alabama loses to Auburn Georgia in the playoff. I'm oh. not certain that's the case. I think they might have still put FSU in, although – Yeah, but would they have put Texas in? I think so. I don't think they would have left – I don't think they would have left Texas out as a conference mm-hmm. champion. Um, I think really the question would be the, the crazy thing about it is that this, and maybe we'll have a whole conversation about the college football playoff. They, they wanted helmets and they didn't want 65 to seven. That was, yeah. it was purely, yeah. that's what it was. Right. They did not want FSU going into, they would never say it this way, but they did not want FSU going into whichever bowl game they're going to and people turning that game off in the yeah. second quarter. That is That was not a tenable situation for them. The crappy part about it is they just, just said that. Yeah. They just, just said it. It's like, this is a TV product. We have to protect our brand. But they won't ever say it that way, and that's not, you know, now FSU. And I would say if they did say it that way, uh, even if that was honest, that would actually make me lose even. like At that point, we're like, well, then what are we even mm-hmm. doing here? Well, I, mean, like, I, I guess. I mean, I, yeah, but, I mean it may have been. I, as a even, journalist, I want people to be honest. But, but what like, are we even fan, doing here, right? They should have thought ahead more in the weeks leading up to it and not ranked FSU fourth. They should have started slowly but surely dropping them, and then it would have been a little bit more easy to handle. But I liked what you said in the post game. Well, they definitely split the baby yeah, on it. Yeah. They should have done one or the other. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they picked the worst yeah. possible scenario. Yes. And, to, and the to only defense, I, the, the, the only real solid, because I'm still, I still think it was terrible. Uh, I still think the only solid defense for it is the way the Michigan reacted to learning that they were playing mm, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Than I mean, that was worth it. <laughs> like that, that was is, worth it. But I mean, also, like, that is like, if you're wondering, hmm. Who deserves to be in more? Ask the team that's got to play that next game. They would have loved to have gotten Florida State, and they're getting out. Well, I, mean, I think it's Michigan favorite. What's the what's the? Line uh, I think it? Michigan's favored by a couple. Yeah. Um, you know, the funny part about it is um, I've seen a couple of what if lines. Um, Georgia's favored against all the teams in the playoff uh, except for Alabama, so it's a push. Um, at least the last I saw. Um, the thing about it though is like in it. I said this in the post game. It only really matters for the color jersey that George will have to wear in the Orange Bowl. If that's really what you think, if you're just like trying to put right. the teams that you think are most likely to win, then Georgia should be fifth, and, right. and Florida State should be sixth, yeah. for that matter. For that matter, Florida State should be seventh or eighth because you think they would be Ohio State or even Mississippi? Um, not with their opt outs. Not with their opt outs. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. But um, and, and I wonder if one of the reasons game to, to close put a button on Georgia losing is. I do think that this is also the last time where you're like, man, we were good. We just didn't get in the playoff. But, man, we were really good. And we'd have done damage if we'd have gotten there. That's the last time that's going to happen. Like now, oh, missing yeah. the playoff for Georgia is a deal. Is, is, a, is, a, deal. is a problem. Yes. It just is. And yeah. like that is the new – like you can argue what the standard is. Uh, uh, if the standard's championships, if the standard's national championship, we're getting the Final Four, whatever it is. But the one – the new Georgia didn't make the SEC championship game – is Georgia didn't make the playoff because that will I think there was a think about t- seasons that felt like su- failures is too strong. This year was not a success because they didn't win the national championship, but I don't think anyone would call this year a failure. No. I think the new the failure line would have been if Georgia would have missed the SEC championship game. I think that's what the failure line uh-huh. really in the Kirby era has been. If you don't make it the SEC championship game, that, that like twenty twenty would be that, like that feels like the only failure year. And of course, that was twenty twenty and all that came with that. But that that was the failure line was Georgia not making the SEC championship game. Now 
I think he's missing the playoff. I think that has to be the new standard. And sorry, but there's 12 teams, and I know I know six of them, five of them are spoken for. Yeah. But like, so that leaves seven. If you can't be one of the top, but wouldn't seven, one of the seven be a power five or a group of five? Yes. So in you theory, get six. In so the six. So you get six. Yeah. So you've got six. So at a certain level, I think the new standard is if they miss the playoff, it's an it's and ideally. This can be a good way to talk about the game we're actually ostensibly previewing. This feels like the last one of these where that we're not going to treat. Like I'm more excited about this game than that, that Liberty Bowl. We talked about the Liberty, the, the, yes. the Liberty Bowl. Was it UCF or that they played yes. that year? TCU. 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 Yeah. And um, like this is the last. Like in, from now on, a bowl game like this, no one's going to care. And Georgia's going to have a lot of opt-outs. If it's not a playoff game, yeah. yeah. Like, like I think part of the reason that Georgia has a lot fewer opt-outs is because there's a sense of unfinished business. There's a sense of a really good year. Things just kind of going wrong, there, going the right way, going not going the right way. Now, what I don't know what bowl game it is that's the best bowl game that's not in the playoff after this year, but no one's going to care, and the season's going to be a failure. I think that's what the new standard is. Because after Georgia gets a new, gets another top recruiting class, number one recruiting class. The standard has to like get the playoffs. Weird stuff can happen. Weird stuff can happen. Strange things can happen. Georgia almost yeah, lost Ohio three games. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's weird. But like not making the playoffs, that feels. We do a thing for. I do a thing every year when the baseball season starts. Right, write a reasonable expectations thing for every team, and reasonable expectations. And what basically it is, what will make this year a failure? What is the line to get over to say this year was not a failure? And for Georgia, after this year, because I don't think this year was a failure. I would not classify this year. I, I would say it was a disappointment in yeah. the national championship, yeah. but it's certainly not a failure. They went 12-1, and one, for crying out loud. but 11-1, excuse me. But at a certain level, not making the playoffs, that's now the new failure. Well, and part of that is, I'm glad you brought the SAC championship game, because it will, I'm sure, talk about this a lot in the summer and fall. I can entirely see a world where a 10-2 and SAT team is praying they don't make the playoff. That's I mean, what make, I was going to ask the, you. I saw a lot of people on Twitter talk about that, and they made a good point. It's no, like yeah. the, the, the primo spot now is third in the yeah, conference. Yeah, of course it is, because you're basically locking your spot in. So what happens for future SEC championship games? Do you get it to where it's like how Georgia played against Georgia Tech, where you're like, yeah, Bowers is going to dress, but he's just not going to play in this. Does it render that game less important? I mean, people talked about this for the Georgia LSU last year. Like, Georgia yeah. played everybody, but like at a certain level, like... Well, I think it... Like, Georgia could have lost that game and still made the playoffs. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think having a bye does matter, one. Um, I, I think I think that that probably matters enough, is having a bye. Um, but it brings up a lot of interesting scenarios where that is the case. Um, speaking of 12-1, and one, we have FSU. Mm-hmm. Um, or speaking of going 12-1, and one, uh, we do have FSU. Um, the, uh, the, the opt-out uh, FSU. The, uh, yeah. Across the... Um, like, it is... I don't know what the line... I'm sure the line has moved since Niederbauer, whatever his name is, has left. But, I mean, this is... <laughs> Rodenberger. Uh, <laughs> Tom Niedenfuhr. Closer for the, uh, for the for Los Angeles Dodgers. Give the home run to Jack. I thought you meant Blues... I mean, not Blues Brothers. Uh, Animal, Animal House. House. Animal yeah. House. Um, but, you know, I... I mean, so yeah, the line last I saw was 16 and a half. I uh, take Rodemaker has announced he's not going. I, this is fairly hot off the presses. I drink Seth Emerson. 
uh, had the opportunity. He's, he is there at the airport waiting. It was wait, there waiting for the team. He talked to Javon Bullard. Javon Bullard said he is playing as far as he knows. Everybody else is. Wow. Uh, Kirby, like that, that is its own thing. Yeah. It really is. And Kirby game. said, this is a Kirby quote. Everybody that's healthy is planning on playing as far as I know. And, and that leaves, that leaves some room, right? right? That does leave room, particularly for Bowers. Right. And, and uh, Lab McConkey in particular, Mims too, for that matter. Um, but, uh, with Buller stepping off the plane saying, yeah, I'm playing. I'll worry about the NFL after this game. Yeah. Uh, and he says, as far as – because Seth straight up asked him, is Kamari Laster playing? And he said, yeah. as far as I know, he's playing. Yeah. Wow. As far as I know, everybody's playing. And listen, it would not surprise me if Bowers does not play. Like that, no, that, that yeah. health thing yeah. gives you like – like, yeah. like, the same way. But like the Bullard's playing, yeah. that everyone is like game on, strikes me as a very good sign. And it says a lot about Kirby as a coach, right? Yeah. Uh, because this, there is... I, don't, I mean, strikes. I, I don't mean such a good sign for this game, though it does. I mean, a good sign in general. I mean, when I say, when I say not, it strikes Kirby as a coach, it strikes Georgia program as a culture. Yeah. Uh, now, I don't disagree with you if this were the Citrus Bowl next year, right? Yeah. Not, you know, not certainly not hosting or going on the road in the yeah. second or the week before Christmas right. Right. for a playoff game. I wouldn't say that means there's a bad culture, but I would definitely say uh, they had a bad year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I'm not look. I, before we get too wound up, I'm not saying FSU has a bad culture. I'm just saying that Georgia has a good culture. And also, Florida State just had like I mean, they just got the they, gut punch yeah. of all yeah, gut punches. Like did. how like it's funny because this feels so different than the Scott Frost Central Florida team, where they were like, we want to prove mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. wrong. In Florida State, like I mean, how could they not? feel God punch after that. Like they'd have to, and they yeah. should, they should. And so like, I, I like, why would they care about this game? Like they don't need to prove anything. The idea, if anything, it's a take your ball and go home situation, right? It's like, like the idea of like, they could play great and still lose to Georgia. And, no, and no, everyone's going to hate him anyway. I was going to say, Oh, see, 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 they shouldn't have been there. I, I just, it's got to be such a, overwhelming disappointment for them that it's I don't think it means there's something wrong that so many people have opted out there yeah when talking about the opt-outs um, or transferring by the way which is remember because Niederbauer um, <laughs> is uh, he's not opting out he's transferring yes so well, he did is, opt out yeah yeah but he's opt out because he's transferring right I mean, right now it looks like the only players well let's put it this way um, it looks like the only players that Georgia won't have available are players that have already announced signed, announced, yeah, announced yeah. a formal transfer. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So just in case you, if this is your sole source of Georgia news, um, <laughs> which if it is, yeah. sorry. Uh, no, of no, course, no, we love you. Yeah. Uh, and we, we think you're our ideal listener because you cannot disagree with us. Yeah. Um, even though Tate Niedermeyer is Tate. <laughs> Tate Niedermeyer is, uh, has, uh, is announced he's going to transfer. I, on some level, I can't blame you for that because Norville has auditioned a couple of uh, quarterbacks, including 17th-year senior DJ Uangalele um, and, and 19th-year senior Cam Ward. Cam Ward has a pension. Um, so uh, from from uh, Washington State, um, their top running back uh, is out. Their top three receivers are out. Yeah. Their top two tacklers are out. Their top defensive back is out. Um, so really the question you have to ask I mean, evaluating this game really is. Uh, let's assume, let's assume we're getting puffery at best, and everybody that is going to the NFL doesn't play, and everybody that's opted out or has has not yet found a place to land don't play. So is Georgia's second string better than Florida State's third string? I mean, that's really the analysis, right? Um, 
That doesn't mean Florida State can't beat Georgia. I, I think right. that's a possibility. I mean, you know, as Will said earlier, you start playing games, weird things happen. Yeah. Um, and it's also a bowl game. And listen, Georgia can talk all big about how everybody's playing, but yeah. like it's still a disappointment for Georgia too. Yep. It yep. is. It is. Um, having said that, it does hearten me to know, at least to as of today at what, uh, 7.40 or whatever it is on Tuesday before the ball game, uh, you know, Javon Bullard's getting off the plane talking about, oh yeah, I'm playing. I'll worry about the NFL after this game. Uh, as far as I know, everybody else He might come back. Yeah, he might come back, right? Um, uh, I, I think there's altogether a possibility. I'm thinking about the people that probably, if we had to say they wouldn't play, aren't playing. Um, we agree Brock Bowers, right? Yeah, I would be surprised if he yeah. uh, I think Lad McConkie's 50-50. Yeah. Um, that may be a little high. Yeah, I think Mims is 50-50. Yeah. Um, the thing about Mims is that uh, being a left tackle, um, having a uh, a little more good tape after an injury to show that he has been able to rehab an injury and come back in the same season, which is a big deal. about McConkie. I mean, McConkie could definitely use some tape this year. He hadn't gotten much tape I, this year. Is he, what is I, he, I, a first day pick, second day pick? I think he is probably, um, I think he is definitely a second day pick. Yeah, he, but first day is just first round. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So he's like a third rounder. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably, although there are teams that, um, I don't know. It's, I can't. No. I can't really say. I haven't looked at any draft projections. Um, I think the thing with him is that what he is balancing is that where you really make your money in the NFL is getting to your second contract. Uh, if he waits another year, it's another year wearing tear on his body, right. and also another year deferring that. So if he goes in the NFL now, even if he is like the fourth or fifth receiver on the team. Um, he, you have to think that he thinks he's in position. Um, he could be like a Puka Nakua. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, who I'm thinking of is more along the lines Drafted of, below Stetson Bennett, by the way. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, he's, he's had a different year. Um, by that team, I mean. Yeah. Um, gosh, who was the – Michael – no, Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett's the receiver I'm thinking of uh, that was drafted by Seattle, didn't play much his first year, and then by his third year was starting fairly regularly. Um, because he was uh, – and there was another one from Calhoun, uh, another receiver, um, Georgia receiver. Anyway, uh, both of them are, are kind of the guys I'm thinking of that are just like really strong team guys, glue guys, really smart football guys, but also the kind of receiver you can send over the middle – to make tough catches and count on the block, which is what you have to do in the NFL. Um, so, you know, for Ladd in particular, uh, I really think the math is, okay, I spent part of the season injured. What do I gain by coming back? Can I get myself to first round? Or if I'm just coming back to also play for third round, I should go. Um, so, you know, that's what you have. Brock Bowers is a probably no questions asked first rounder, probably later first round. I haven't looked at the draft order or for that matter what needs are, but uh, I think every NFL team, with the exception of maybe Kansas City, um, and maybe who um, you know, Forty Niners don't need one. Forty Niners yeah. in, in Baltimore, maybe yeah. um, Minnesota does now. Um, you know, needs a, a big body tight end that can is an excellent route runner and good blocker, um, and can catch everything. I think he's first half of the. First I think he's first half, yeah. or it's certainly by end of the first round. I mean, he could be like how the Lions use Laporta. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, you know, I think in, unless it's just uh, he just really loves playing with these guys and wants one more time, he's, he's not going to play. Um, I think if he were 100% healthy, he might play. But, like, I mean, just don't – I mean, just – Yeah. I don't think anyone is going to blame Brock Bowers if he does that. But play. he's on the trip. He took yeah. the, the flight. Mm-hmm. 
Also, we spent a lot of time talking. We haven't talked about probably the most important t- player coming back. Carson Beck. Beck. Carson Beck. Beck. You know, it's funny when someone's asked me about this, uh, they, when they said, um, I've already forgot his name, Vandergriff. Um, some, some Kentucky quarterback. Um, Brock Vandergriff um, makes that game. Saved to transfer. Too. I was like, yeah. what do you think about that? I was like, I think it bodes well for Carson Beck. Oh, yeah, clearly. It's clearly, like, yeah. were you really think so? I was like, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I absolutely think it does. Um, you know why? I said, well, he's sitting here looking at the quarterback room and yeah. he's thinking, okay, I have a year ahead, but also Gunnar Stockton has another year in the system to catch me. I'm I'm going to go somewhere and play. Yeah, I need to go somewhere and, and play. For record, he's going to go start in the SEC. Yeah, so of clearly it was a good he's call. Good. He's good. Yeah. It was clearly right. a good call. Um, and and for the record, he would definitely feel quite foolish if he had left and Beck did not come back. He clearly knew. Yeah, like he clearly had a pretty good idea. And so how did that back. play into the Raiola announcement? Who announced first? Was it Raiola? Did he do the sonnet I, I don't first? Think, I, don't the, think, the, I don't think those two things. The chat are, GPT. I don't think they're related. I don't think they're related. I really? I think no. I, I agree. Think, I agree. I think Rolla just. I think Nebraska backed the back. The so track, I heard you know? that he has been at three high schools and committed to three different schools. Yeah. What are the chances he's still at Nebraska after two seasons? If he's starting, he'll still be there. Yeah. But I mean, look, you as a quarterback, you have to. If you're coming to Georgia, you have to be okay with not waiting your turn. Is not the right way of putting it, but trusting the coaches to put you in a position to lead the team. Not everybody's cut out to do that. Yeah. There are players, and I, I do not begrudge them. There are players like I have to start. If I'm not starting, I'm going to find somewhere I can start because they they think that they are. And I, as my quarterback, that is a double edged sword. But also, it's kind of the JT Daniels mantra. Uh, I guess. Right. I guess. Although he's, he's, he's retired now. <laughs> um, but you like Real is going to be us. I mean, I think he's he, he will start the oh, first yeah. game next year and as long as he is there. And for that, Nebraska was a little bit better this year than we yes. thought. And I think they've got something. Well, and he has family yeah, that yeah. went there. He's a legacy. Yeah. Well, I think and, his, his dad or uncle's a coach. Yeah, his, his uncle. His uncle. His uncle. Yeah. And, yeah. And look, I don't. I don't begrudge Ryle. I don't begrudge any player that makes the decision to go to a different school. I don't think they're. I'm not. I don't wish him ill. I. I mean, I, I honestly don't. I. My personal opinion is that um, if he came to Georgia, that'd be great. I would love to have him here. But my also my personal opinion is. If you're going to make decisions based purely on money and not about it, not be about team or opportunity or whatever, I don't think you're going to fit in Georgia's system. But for what it's worth, I mean, to be, I, I've heard a few people be kind of be like, "Well, I can't see these players just going everywhere for money now." Money talks like you know, you know, money also talks here, right? <laughs> like money definitely talks here. It does. So, yeah. like you know, the the idea that Nebraska just gave him more money. Georgia's getting a lot of players because they give them more money. Like, let's not get crazy about it here. Like, that's that, and I, I think it. I think the money makes sense. I think you can make an argument that Nebraska makes more sense to him if Beck's coming back. Yeah, yeah. I think you can definitely make that argument uh, it, that Nebraska makes more. Well, sense Well, plus to him. he would have had to battle it out with Puglisi, who is yeah. a four star and gets a lot of good accolades in yeah. the media as well. So that's a difference of. Waiting your turn for Beck and then competing with another yeah. stud versus going to Nebraska and starting in uh, September. Also, for what it's worth, I mean, you're already hearing people saying, did Manning make a mistake by going yeah. to Texas? Because he may have to sit two years. And I mean, at a certain level, you know, maybe, maybe like if I'm Carson Beck, it totally makes sense 
for me to sit for a year, sit for two years, learn, get the system. Because if, if Beck were just, like if Beck had not been in the system for three years, he doesn't have the year that he had this year. Like, oh, I think that's right. Yeah. And so like clearly certain quarterbacks, I think that makes sense to, sense to do that with. I think him, I think by all accounts, he's top shelf, top shelf. And you, you don't see that often, but you see it. You saw it with Tua. You saw it with uh, Stroud. You know, I mean, all wouldn't all four of the uh, quarterback Heisman transfers? Yeah, Heisman yeah, quarterback yeah, contenders yeah, yeah, transfers, right? Yeah. So, um, so I mean, it's a, I mean it's a different game. It's a different game, but I find it. We I was surprised by the number of Georgia fans that were like, "Oh, these guys just do anything for money." It's like, yeah, like the players that play for Georgia, they also are doing. If my money. kid were a five star quarterback, weighing his options. I would be interested in how much NIL money he was going to get. You'd be a moron not to. <laughs> and I would <laughs> advise him. On yeah, the people, the people doing this also would leave over four thousand more dollars a year from for a different employer. Yeah, right. And that's what I tell people. It's like, right. look, you're you're overlaying. You're asking somebody to make a decision. They get one chance to do this. Yeah. Um, they should maximize opportunity however they see that. Particularly because there's a non-zero chance that these transfer rules are going to be tightened in the next few years too. By so. whom? <laughs> by by honestly like yeah, by honestly, the conferences maybe but the conferences or yeah. the networks like yeah, the networks all, yeah. all it takes for a network to be like you know what because I mean this is happening like crazy in college basketball right now like college basketball is like if college basketball had the ratings that college football did CBS and ESPN would crack down on this because it's really really hurting college basketball it's not hurting me I love college basketball it doesn't bother me yeah. but People that love like my, my dad, he's like, I can't keep track of any of this. I don't know who the hell these guys are. Mm-hmm. And like Illinois played Missouri in a rivalry game, and like it's a rivalry game. It's a big game we all know, of course. And, and, and most, congratulations, by the way. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. But most of the players there were like, wait, so we're rivals with Missouri? They're not even in our conference because they don't know. And so you know, it, it's, it is definitely hurting college basketball. I don't think it's hurting college football, but if it did, they'll tighten it. Like, like they'll tighten it. They just will because, uh, you know, right now it's not really hurting anything. But if it starts to hurt anything, they'll do something about it. Yeah. Uh, as far as the Orange Bowl goes, um, I, I, you know, we'll do predictions later. I just, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I came really close to going. I, I have to travel to D.C. on the second, and I just decided not to. Um, but you know, it's, it's one of those games where. Um, Put it this way, with the opt-outs, even if we have everybody that we – everybody we just named, mm-hmm. if even Bullard, they don't play, if we don't beat Florida State, I'm going to be pretty bummed yeah. because they're starting a their third-string quarterback who only had 55 yards against Louisville, for Christ's yeah. sake. And even if we don't do anything but run the ball every play, if we can't keep them under – 10 or 14 points, even let's, let's, let's grant them a touchdown on the first drive since that's what we do. Um, except for once. Except for once. Yeah. At some level, maybe we should just let them score. Um, yeah. I, I, I'll admit I'll be, I'm going to be pretty bummed. Well, I mean, listen, I mean, I've, that Texas loss sucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's fine. That game didn't matter, but it, that, that that was bad. Like, in fact, you even saw Kirby talk afterwards. Like, I'm gonna have to reevaluate how we do bowl games mm-hmm. because, like, he, you saw him talk, and that game didn't quote matter. But like, there were lessons learned from that, and they've been different ever since then. Well, yeah. You know, when was the last? Did y'all remember the last game when Georgia was not in a playoff game? The, the last, last bowl game when Georgia was in a playoff game was it? Tw- it was 2020. The Peach Bowl. Peach Bowl, where Georgia yeah. had to kick a field goal to beat yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. And, and the last was, second yeah. field goal. Yeah, yeah. 
So an awesome last second field an goal. Awesome last second field goal. Yeah. Um, so that was the last time we wore black jerseys yeah. as well. Yeah, and it was all, and it felt great. Like that felt winning that game, though it didn't matter, felt great and would have felt a lot worse. And frankly, Cincinnati would have felt a lot better. And they were playing. That's actually a great parallel too, because Cincinnati that game was like trying to prove something. Yes, right? they were yes. really trying to prove. As was Texas in nineteen, and it does, and I, you would have thought. I'm, I understand the idea of putting Georgia against Florida State because you would think Florida State's really going to prove something. I think they just underestimated just how much of a gut punch that was for to, to not put them in because I mean they, they look they seem uh, a motivated Florida State team against a non motivated Georgia team. Frankly, Georgia would still be favored. Would Georgia so. would still yeah. be favored, but a motivated Georgia team against an unmotivated Florida State team turns it into turns it into something different. Yeah, turns it into I don't know uh, Kentucky. You know, it turns it in lower than Kentucky. This Florida State team. Here's a good question: This Florida State team, as it is now, SEC team at full strength. What teams are they beating? What teams are they losing? Losing to? They're definitely losing to Missouri. Yeah. In Mississippi. Actually, the Missouri thing is interesting. I'm sure we're doing bowl games later, but Missouri thing is interesting because Ohio State has a ton of opt-outs too. Yeah. But I think Missouri is, is like a six-point, is like a, like a two or three-point favorite in that game. Really? Wow. I would probably still take Ohio State in that game, to be honest. And whereas, but yeah, this Florida State against, um, you know, I mean, Auburn. We saw them play LSU. South Carolina. South Carolina, the current iteration, current iteration, everybody motivated, I, all full I, up I, against I, this Florida State. I team. still think Florida State wins, but close. Tennessee, yeah, yeah. Kentucky, no, I don't yeah. think they beat Kentucky. So I think that if Georgia is as motivated as they seem to be, yeah, and that bodes well short and long term, and definitely bodes well for that game. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Um, also, um, uh, uh, Etienne, let's not, let's, not, let's not skip that. <laughs> set. Let's right. not skip okay, that. Yeah, let's, we, we do need to talk about that for just a second because um, you see that you see the picture of the guy that whose wife got him uh, the Etienne Florida jersey. Fan, yeah, Etienne jersey. I love it. Um, there is something very special about going and taking Florida's best football player hmm. and him deciding. Keep in mind, his brother played for Clemson. His <laughs> brother played football for Clemson. And he it was he, incredible for Clemson. It was incredible for Clemson. His brother plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. And he surveyed the thing. It was like, I need Adam. I need Adam. You know what? You know what I need? You know what the opposite of Florida is? Georgia. Georgia's the opposite of Florida because yeah. this wasn't fun this year. Yeah. I'm going to go somewhere I can play in a bowl game. Yeah. And, and he's went, like, and he, went in Jacksonville. I mean, and he's, I mean, he's supposed to be like one of the saviors there. And he's coming here to be like, Part of the rotation, the I mean, leader, he'll, he'll the leader, leader of the rotation. Yeah, he'll be the lead back. He'll be the leader of the rotation. But he will not be the guy. Right. right. He'll be. He'll be the. Yeah. He'll be the lead guy. But he won't be the guy. Oh man. Oh <laughs> god, I love it so much. Yeah. I'm so happy. It's all is just like it. It definitely feels like it. It, it, it just. It feels just like you're. Like it, not to do the madman thing again, madman thing again, but it's like Florida's so upset they lost at the end. We're like, oh right, yeah. right. It'll be nice to have another running back. Yeah, we need another. Oh, running back. totally. It'll be nice. Um, Good. He'll probably it, help. As far as UGA uh, transfers, I the the two right now that feels like that probably hurt Georgia the most are uh, Pops, Jamie Dome, Joe uh, uh, Johnson. Um, that one surprised me a little bit, but he probably looked around the linebacker room and thought. 
especially the way C.J. Allen played this year, he might not be the starter next year. Um, and then uh, uh, Harris, Dam- Damien Harris, is that his first name? Harris. Uh, he's a, he's, he he's a running back for Alabama, Damien uh, Harris. His last name is Harris. Al Harris? No, he was a cornerback for Green Bay. Um, somebody Harris. Yeah, somebody Harris. Uh, but he has... Um, he was a guy that probably stood uh, to take a big step up in the offseason and next season uh, that, that Georgia probably will really want to keep around. It's not that these other players you want to keep around. The only one, um, the only one that really was Daniel. Uh, Damian Harris. Oh, okay. Uh, Daniel. Daniel Harris. Daniel Harris. Daniel Harris. Um, the only one that really is like, okay, I can. We, we're done with him, is um, uh, the kid from Baxley. I can't think of his name. Uh, the one and that got AJ Harris. Huh? Two, the two Harris's, AJ Harris and Damian Harris. Okay. Which one AJ. Is it? AJ. AJ. Okay. Um, the player from Baxley, linebacker from Baxley, that is going to Missouri, uh, actually. Um, he uh, apparently he and Kirby, uh, according to sources, uh, he and Kirby had some words at practice, and um, that he was invited to evaluate his uh, space on the team, mm-hmm. uh, and, and not unsurprisingly decided to transfer the day that the portal opened. And uh, Zirkel. Yeah, Jared Kicker. Zirkel. He yeah. transferred. Yeah, um, he's going to transfer. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, it's pretty low compared to all of these opt outs and transfers you've heard of. Which is funny because Georgia is a place that is always going to have people transferring. Like, yeah. like, it is definitely not a bad thing when people are transferring out of your program because they think they're not going to get playing time. Yes. Now, if they don't like the coach or there's a bad system, that's different. But Georgia is not losing people the way that, like, Etienne leaving Florida is. Mm-hmm. They're losing people that are looking around and be like, oh, if I want to, I'm going to need to play. And that These guy are, is pushing. Yes, that's exactly right. These are four and five star players yeah. who are not getting as much playing time. One is they fall, and two is they think they need to go to the league. Yeah. I mean, look, the perfect example of this is Georgia had, what, three players last year that were all um, all conference that are form- that were on other teams now? Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, Burton and um, – oh, God, who had, the, who had the fumble recovery for Alabama? It's a former Georgia oh, player. Oh, right, right. Marshall. Right. Marshall, yeah. Tradesman Marshall. Right. I mean, okay. That, I mean – The one that really hurt was A.D. Mitchell. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he, part of that is A.D. Mitchell's a good example playing in the playing and now in the the playoffs. Um, I, he's from Houston. I, yeah. I think he has he had some family things that he needed to be closer to Houston for. It makes sense. I mean, like no one's looking at Georgia and saying why are they losing What's these guys? On? Everybody knows well, exactly why they're losing. Well, these guys. there are people doing that, but it's people who are trying to be clickbaity or yeah, like it's or the, the no, few no unreasonable. Little. Yeah, the few chicken little. Right. Like yeah, I mean yeah. If you if you go right. on you go on social media, there there are. Kirby's lost control of the yeah. of the, the team, twenty players from. It's like uh, whatever. I just yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I don't know. I would be more worried. Like to me, one of the surprising transfers was Kyle McCord. Yeah, and and not only that, going to Syracuse, right? Uh, and I I think that he may have had to fight a little bit at Ohio State, and I I think he was probably. I mean, he was a step down from Stroud, but he was good. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like Ohio State has an immediate and obvious replacement. That's what you're worried about. There's no situation. Like, Carson Beck didn't transfer, right? Like, at a certain level, you don't want to see someone that you're, like, you're counting on for next year or you're planning on being the top dude. I haven't seen those guys leave. Yeah, I agree. And that's a good sign. It should, Georgia should lose transfers every year. It would be weird if they didn't lose transfers. It would mean they're not actually recruiting to the level that we they're think they're not recruiting. recruiting the level. I'm glad you said it yeah. that way. So, um, anything else about the playoffs? Um, I assume we're going to 
do playoff picks or something. I mean, did you do a fun office pools? I did. I, did. I it was didn't a big join pool. it. You didn't join it. Okay. Well, no. you can't lose It's them. super hard because there's so many games. Yeah. You, have to you did all, all the bowl games. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. So what we'll do is we'll just pick all of the remaining bowl games that start tomorrow and how many are let's see yeah there's still 20 something to go. Yeah, there's still a let's lot to do go. it quickly maybe we'll do the, let's do the ones with top 25 teams okay yeah. that, was, that was the top 25 teams can you can you sort them that way Scott I don't know I, 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 I can toss them to you I've, I've got yeah, them in front of me if you want yeah. uh, do we have any trivia no no the only thing I did and I've been you know it's that weird week between Christmas and New Year's and I've got like oh, yeah. two computers up oh, because God. I'm like digitizing all uh, home movies. I played backgammon half the day today. Yeah, like, this it's is like a weird fun. week. Yeah. It's weird. It's so awesome. There's college football oh, yeah. all day. It's weird teams like Minnesota versus Bowling Green. Yeah. So as I was sitting um, at my playing UNLV, such a weird game. I was sitting at my dad's house and I thought, like, my gosh, I needed to at least get some kind of conversation started for the podcast. So I wrote down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, which is a good round number of topics to talk about and you'll you'll catch on the way I'm the way I'm going with this so uh we can start that okay we'll start that and then and then and then can I announce can, yes. can I announce the bowl games yes, oh, this would be yeah, very I like exciting it. Yeah. I like it so here's what we'll do and you'll, you'll like catch Don on quickly Pardo. this <laughs> have you seen the SNL guy yeah, yeah. okay uh, favorite UGA play of the season just a play it doesn't have to be anything amazing or actually it probably will be something amazing but something that popped into my mind I'll go ahead and go first and give you the example the Nazir Stackhouse big man interception that he almost scored on mm-hmm. mainly because I got a cool video of Jack and Walker losing their collective minds in the stands uh, and I just hit record on my uh, my camera, and I was able to rewatch it and relive. And you see the stadium just—I mean, that that kind of broke the back of Missouri in that game. So that is my favorite play of the season. What is yours? I mean, that's certainly way up there. Um, trying to think if there was a play mm. that. Um. Take your time. I can edit down your thinking. I would say the Bowers touchdown against Auburn. I was just thinking the Auburn touchdown. Yeah. Bowers, yeah. Auburn Bowers touchdown. touchdown. Because that was a... Because we were nervous, obviously. Yep. Yep. But also it was like, a, right, we like this guy... Cause remember after that, we, remember he had not like blown it up the first three or four weeks. And then he did that and all of a sudden he was shooting at the top of Heisman boards. Like that, that touch, that definitive touchdown. That that might. That's probably it. That's um, probably it. I, I is just to be different. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, um, uh, who did who did it? The halfback pass. The um, the toss sweep. Um, God, who was it? Dylan Bell, maybe. He caught it. He caught it. Dylan Bell caught it. That's right. Um, who threw it? Or no, did he throw it? Whoever he, threw it. He threw it. Yeah, the halfback pass. He Just threw it to Jack Saint. Did he? I think yeah. Jack Saint caught it. I'm, I'll call that one. Okay. Um, I also like the the time when Florida ran that weird uh, trick play and it just like just it just like didn't work and the, it was just like on what their are you own guys? side of the yeah. fifty in the first half. Yeah, there was some that was fun. That panic, was fun. the panic. Oh, it'd be so much better next year. If Etienne's not there holding them back. Oh, uh, there you go. Um, all right, so your favorite Georgia game this season? Mine has to be Georgia Tennessee because you heard all off season how Tennessee was circling that and the ticket prices were high and you were able to see Georgia once again. Go up to Knoxville and empty that place in the fourth quarter. 
I, if you want to go first, I go ahead. I'm thinking. Just I'm going to say Kentucky mm-hmm. because that was it's on the heels of the Auburn Good game. Good point. Yep. And everyone was like, I don't know, is Georgia different? And then you watch that game, you're like, oh no, Georgia's totally awesome. And they were awesome the rest of the year. Like, there were, like, what was the closest game after that point? Missouri. Missouri was yeah. good. But other than that, there was not a single game that was even slightly close. And we were nervous after the Auburn game. We, they, they didn't look great in South Carolina, right? And then Kentucky, they just stomped on them from the beginning. You're like, oh, right. They're really good. That also was like Beck's big, huge game. So I'd say Kentucky. I'm going to say Florida because there's no better view in the world than that side empty in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter. I know I was there. <laughs> Did you see Will? You could probably have seen Will and oh, William. I saw Will and William. They were the yeah, only ones yeah, on that side. Right there. We're up there. All right. Your favorite for 2023, the favorite college football game that you watched so mine would be um, Oregon Washington, their first game. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That was that's, a thrill. I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, that is a really good one. Um, hmm. I don't feel like Michigan had a great one. I feel like um, yeah, Michigan would say it was. Like was it Illinois Toledo? Two drunks. Toledo's uh, one loss until the <laughs> until the uh, MAC championship game. Um, I might have to think about that. one. Do you have any time? No, no, you can think about it, and then I can edit it down. Okay, well, that's, that's a lot of work for you over the holidays. It's really not. <laughs> I'll be digitizing my videos, my old home videos, and putting them on uh, YouTube. That's not nice. for y'all, but Is for me. Is this one sponsored, by the way? No, no, yeah. but you know what? Here's the thing. That's I'm glad you brought that up. I want to give... Huh? You want a freebie? I'm going to give uh, Passion Autos a shout-out. Did you see what they're doing? What are they doing? They are moving locations they to the old Stone, Stone Store. store. Yep, I heard and if that. you're familiar with Watkinsville, 441 runs by the Stone Store is moving, um, I guess, north uh, on 441. And Passion Autos will have some very good frontage for uh, 441. And so uh, congratulations to Scott and Robbie on that. And they were a good sponsor this year for the picks. And shout out to uh, Ryan as well. <laughs> While we're at it, Tony. Ryan Strickland, for all your needs if you get into trouble. There you go. No, if you get injured. If you get into trouble, call me because now my wife's in private practice and we can always use the work. Dum, dum, dum. I'm trying to go for the other game. Sorry. I actually really liked that Duke-Notre Dame game. Oh, uh, yeah. That was a fun one. When, yeah. uh, when uh, What's-His-Face, the quarterback before he got hurt. Leonard? Leonard, yeah. That was a, he got hurt that game. Yeah, he did. And, it was, it was, and that, was, that, was really, that might be the game. That was the day of the Illinois-Nebraska game and the... Oh. Not the Illinois-Nebraska game, the Nebraska-Michigan game that I was at. And that was the day of Auburn-Georgia. That might have been the fun game. That was a really fun one, actually. All right. Uh, we're going to shift a little bit on this. Your favorite... Not, not, now, you can't say yourself. Your favorite Georgia football podcast, other, other than Waiting Since Last Saturday. Mine would have to be um, the one that uh, Jim... Mm-hmm. Oh my God, a podcast! Yeah, yeah. and John do the my God a podcast. I don't now. I gotta be. I gotta be transparent here. I don't listen to podcasts. I, I, I don't listen to my own after I do it. I just don't find that much time. But if I am gonna dial a Georgia podcast up, I'm gonna dial up my God a podcast and I'll listen give, on one point five. I'll give a shout out to our Chapel Bell Curve guys. Good luck for the Chapel Bell Curve. Yeah, that's probably the number one hundred Sanford. Mm-hmm. I, you know, both of those are right up there, um, or regular listen tos. I mean, I, I like you. I don't. I the I don't. 
That's a little bit of a plot twist. I rarely listen to us because um, I was here. Well, but I need to right. listen. No, that makes um, sense. So I, I listen to very few um, sports podcasts with the exception of the Split Zone Duo um, uh, in, in Solid Burrow. Oh, I, I've listened to college basketball podcast. And- I would say that I listen to, I've become increasingly a podcast for my specific interests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the Illini Inquirer podcast that does a post game discussion of basketball games. Right. I will run to that and obsess over every single word. Right. Uh, but like, you know, I listen to Solid Verbal. I don't listen to Spice on Do It. I should. Yeah. I listen. I listen to the big shows. Like if it's like a big, yeah, big yeah. Review show, but I listen to everyone. Um, but yes, but, but, uh, but Definitely. I mean, there. Look, there are a lot of really good Georgia podcasts out there, um, and all of them fit. All of them. There are journalists. There are kind of niche podcasts. Um, I, I I like to think we occupy um, wholly uninformed, but still fun, and <laughs> I think that's our niche. Uh, but you know, I think we we do do well with that. I so. think I, I you know I will say one thing I like about this podcast that um, is generally my favorite kind of podcast is I'm. It is for the obsessive fan, not necessarily the obsessive. Um, we're not going into every three deep chart or obsessing over like it's. It's just, hopefully you should feel like people sitting at a bar and chatting. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's it. I think that's it. So your favorite UGA publication? Mine would be Bulldog Illustrated, and it reminded me of it because it's in print. Mm-hmm. I can actually grab a copy mm-hmm. of it, and I can thumb through it, and I can read what Jeff Dancer wrote or his rankings. And uh, it reminded me because uh, I sent Robert Wolf a photo that I took of uh, my boys and him, and he then sent it to Vance. Sent Vance, yeah. And then it was in the magazine. Yeah. Or maybe I was in the photo too. I don't know. But uh, that's the that's the cool thing about it. You can kind of flip through and and see. It's almost like Facebook, but it's in your hands. I like uh, being in Bulldog Illustrated because even though I'm a former contributor to Bulldog oh. Illustrated, they still consistently misspell my name in every caption. So uh, that's always <laughs> fine. One of my favorite Bulldog pictures. Shout out to Vance. It's not L-E-E-C-H, Vance. Oh. You used to put my byline in your damn publication. <laughs> um, I will say one, one that we always love that because whenever Alex will have friends that come visit from Columbus and they get in Bulldog Illustrated, oh, it's they a big deal. are so... Super excited mm. uh, it's when they get in there. Yeah. So yeah, I think Bulldog Illustrated, and of course, I read. Mean, yeah, you know, I read Seth. You know, kind of oh, we're talking about. Yeah. I only consider that to be a yeah. Bulldog. I like to read the Red and Black every once in a while, just to yeah. just to hear just to hear what the kids are thinking the ki- about what the, the political kids are issues risen. of the day. Right? That, you know, yeah. Red and Black is bussing. Yeah, the is bussing. They're not mid. So back in 2015, we listed our most ob- bet. our most objectionable. <laughs> Teams and uh, the SEC. What is your now? Here's the thing. I want to I want to make this clear. This is not your most objectionable team. Like mine has always been Auburn. It probably still is. Like where you know historically speaking, I hate Auburn. Okay. Yes. But for the 2023 season, like if if the 2023 season was a book, and all of these 13 other teams were in it, who was the biggest heel this year? Your most objectionable. Mine has to be Tennessee. Which used to, I never really cared about Tennessee, but it's just the 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 whole. I think it was when they they made their championship book halfway through the season last year, the revivals book uh, that put the bad taste in my mouth, and that continues with uh, their head coach Chumley and everybody else that they have uh, cheering for him. So mine oh is God. definitely Tennessee, Knoxville. Oh, I mean, it has to be Tennessee, Alabama, Knoxville. Right? It has to be Alabama. I, I mean, when you say heel, I mean it has to be Alabama. Okay, and not because it's like look, I still, I still begrudge and respect like their run. I hope 
Look, I hope what? Uh, Do you want them to win? Save us now in 16. Oh, that's no. a tough question. No. I don't. No. No. But, but I hate Michigan. And I'm not, I'm not a guy that pulls well, for well, SEC. Let's rank our four teams in the playoff of who we'd like to see win the most and who, in order. Who oh, we want to see win down to the I least. I can do that. Start off, Washington, number mm-hmm. one. Texas, number two. And then tied for third and fourth, Alabama, Michigan. I just can't pick. I don't. Uh, Washington, nobody? Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, so Washington. I, I look. I will. Are we gonna? We're gonna pick these games. I mean, I guess yeah, Will's gonna run it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm. I mean, I like. I picked begin the season. I picked Washington, Michigan, Texas, and Georgia in the playoffs, mm-hmm. with Georgia beating Michigan in the in the national championship game. Um, I Washington is the only team that's out there right now that doesn't make me go like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think so, that's definitely right. Yeah. I think that's definitely and right. the other three, they can kiss my ass. <laughs> I would say uh, what I really want to have happen is Michigan not win the national championship this year, uh-huh. but then Harbaugh leave, leave yes. and then someone else yes. win it in the yes. next two or three. And do years. it the right way. Yeah. Uh, do it like a Michigan man. So, so one thing I want to say about this this is the sour grace of an Alabama. Um, I, I grudge your respect. I hope what uh, Saban's on year 17 now. I hope we're on what? I hope 10 years from now. Uh, Kirby has had this, this kind of run sustained success. I really I, do. I think I've, it is possible. One of the reasons I have Alabama second, Alabama would be second on this list. And one of it is because this would be like, it feels, it feels like, uh, I don't know, Nicholas winning at 46. Like this was a year where oh, everyone see. was done yeah. with him. I mean, like he was starting that Notre Dame idiot in one uh, in one it's game. It's his best coaching job. It, I don't think there's any question about it. And and, and remember, this is a time of like you know what the future of, of college football is. It's Dion. Maybe they got the wrong guy in that ad. And like Saban looked like this old man that was burying. And to win it this year, I have to say would be like that's why I've got Alabama second. Yeah, narrative wise, you're probably and 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 I, I don't hate Saban. I don't hate Saban. Like I like Saban more than Harbaugh. That's for sure. Oh, yes. So, you know, and that's a hard thing to say considering Saban has like, been the most hated guy for so long. But I, I find myself respecting this Alabama team mm-hmm. and respecting specifically what Saban has yeah. done enough to where I'd probably put them second. It's, uh, it's, there's a reason I can't, yeah. I can't say that about Alabama. It's just having to hear the narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I would still, I think. Something about Texas winning it feels like if if Washington wins, I like Washington. It'll be great. If Alabama wins, it'll be a big deal. If Michigan wins, it'll be like a big deal because they've been the story all year. This can't be the Texas team that wins, right? It's like it's too early. Like this, this doesn't feel like a like Bryce Young's, uh, uh, Bryce Young's, Vince Young's Texas team. That was a team that wins a national championship. This team, though, I would love the idea of yet another Manning going to a school where someone else wins the championship. <laughs> I kind of like that idea. Wow. I do kind of like that idea. But uh, other than that, so I would probably say Washington. Um, Washington, Alabama, and then Michigan and Texas would be in the same spot. So who's your most objectionable SEC team for 2023? I find objectionable-wise, to me, the, what I've learned as an SEC person now is the really fun teams are the one where it seems like it's chaos and disappointing. Right. So that gives you really two options, Florida and Texas A&M. Like those oh, are your yeah. two options. Those are your two options, I think. Those are the fun teams to see. It's fun to watch a team collapse upon itself. That to me is the thing. oh is that the metric because it's Florida yeah, yeah and but I mean Texas A and M obviously yeah but things went went it's Florida yeah I mean Florida is what bowl game is Florida in they are, Florida have a bowl game this year 
Yeah, my undershirt is their bolt. <laughs> that's good. Um, that's good. But uh, but yeah, so I would say that, that's the way I would probably measure it is because loathsome. I think any team that's good in the SEC, I think I almost just respect them too much to find them mm-hmm. too loathsome. Probably the best way to put it. Okay, so your most objectionable or loathsome college football team not in the SEC for 2023. Mine will easily be answered as Ohio State, the Ohio State. And it really started this season for me because I always hate them. But it really started when Ryan Day called out poor Lou Holtz, who was just sitting there on his couch. First off, Lou Holtz isn't poor. <laughs> he old. I mean poor, like maybe perhaps like he's super old and probably in poor health. I don't know. Maybe he's doing great. But anyway, it was when fine. when when Ryan Day called out Lou Holtz after they beat Holtz. Notre Dame. Holtz. Um and uh, and it's his it's his insufferable beard manicure isms and how it should be gray, but somehow it's not. And he's using way too much just for men. So I my most objectionable college football team for twenty twenty three is the Ohio State, and I hope they get boat raced by Missouri. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me not to put Ohio State there. I, I yeah, the whole Ohio State and like. I, on, on one hand, on one hand, I feel an, a level of empathy for the the craziness of their fans and what he's facing there. On the other hand, dude, you're getting paid eleven mm-hmm. million dollars a year, and it's not unreasonable for people to expect you to beat Mrs. Michigan, right? Right, and you 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 get paid eleven million dollars a year, and part of your job is to do that. And when you don't do that, you're going to hear about it. So. I, he has such a hateable face. God, you want to punch oh him? Oh my! Punch God, him square he in the ear. Face. And like Harbaugh does too, but in like a different right. way. Like yeah. Day is just, he just he just kind of hate his face. Yeah. And I actually am empathetic to him. Yes, as like a general. As a human being, yes. as a human being, and like and like I know he's been through some stuff, and like and and I know that like. It's. I think he's done a better. Like they would have won the national championship if he hits that field goal last year. Yeah, and that's gotta hurt. Well, I mean, Sucks Mark Rick will win the national championship. Yeah, if, uh, Chris Conley gets in the end zone. So. But Mark Rick has an awesome face. He does. And have an Ryan awesome Day face. has a very, very just hateable punch face. him square. Very hateable hater. face. I think he could take me, so I wouldn't punch to him. lunch. Maybe <laughs> I think he could take. Me. I think he'd probably take me. All right, we got three more here. Your best college football. Broadcaster. I was watching um, a bowl game the other night. I can't even remember which one. But uh, I always love hearing West Durham. He, he does the Falcons play-by-play on radio. And he used to be the voice of the radio guy for Georgia Tech. He's done the Falcons for like 20 years. Uh, he's a great guy. He's a local guy. And he does random college football games that are not the premier games. But he always does a solid job no matter who he's paired with. As his color analyst um, on for the Falcons radio, it's Dave Archer, former uh, quarterback for the Falcons. He does such a good job of painting the picture. He gets excited, and uh, I really love hearing West Durham call any college football game. That's Brad Nessler. Brad Nessler. Yeah, uh, I'm a Joe Tessitore. Oh, he's good. I'm a Joe Tessitore. I like, I, I like Joe Tess. I like Gus Johnson, but see, I don't like Gus Johnson. Oh. I don't like us. Johnson. I have to say, I'm very proud of my son. If William, you're listening to this, he also does not like us. Johnson. We were just talking about why we like. You're not proud of me. 
Uh, Less so now. Yeah. If you like Gus Johnson, I'm not proud of you. Um, And the problem is not that Gus Johnson, because listen, I wrote a piece about Gus Johnson that actually pissed me off. I'm going to interrupt you. My next question is the worst college football broadcast. Okay, so I'll just just go right into (laughs) it. Yeah, that's not going to The problem is not that Gus Johnson is not an exciting announcer. He is exciting. He gets excited. The problem is, it like, there is, I know we live in a world where everything is blam, 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 blam all the time. Like, I don't believe when Gus Johnson gets excited anymore. It's like a whippet. Like, you just, like, it's nothing but, like, killing as many brain cells as much as you can. Like, ah, I'm high because I have no brain cells anymore. Like, every, like, everything is so... I thought you meant the little scared dog that's always... No, 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 no. I meant, like, yeah, like, like, you know, like, nitrous tanks. And uh, that's what we did. That's what we did in... uh, in, Did you guys do nitrous in in Athens? We were big nitrous people in Urbana. No, we just drank Everclear and some people smoked weed. Yeah. You just go go and take the nitrous tank and just kill a bunch of brain cells as quickly as possible and be like... It's like the chickens in Chicken Run is basically what you turn yourself into. Um, but anyway, the point is that's what's like listening to Gus Johnson do a game is it's not like I like it when an announcer get excited gets excited. But I like like think about Mike Breen. My favorite broadcaster in all of sports is Mike Breen, and Mike Breen is the NBA the elite NBA guy, and he is so like disciplined about when he gets excited. You know, his famous call is bang. Like, there are people that actually follow when he does bangs, what the moments are. There's actually like a Knicks fan that keeps an Excel spreadsheet. And he says, he's done four double bangs in his entire career. And they're literally the four most exciting shots that Mike Green has ever, ever called. He's like disciplined. He knows how to go big. He knows when to dial it back. Gus Johnson does nothing but go big. I also think Gus Johnson has a little bit of the McAfee problem, which is he doesn't actually really follow the sport that closely but has a big microphone and a big thing and, and has been encouraged like one of the problems with McAfee is he's got a little bit he pays a, he, like they're feeding him a little bit better information as this season goes along but you still don't get a sense from him Herb, I, I wouldn't say Herb Street's perfect but Herb Street loves college football Herb Street loves college football and you can tell that he loves college football I don't believe that McAfee loves college football. I think Gus Johnson. I don't believe that Gus Johnson loves college football. I think Gus Johnson loves doing Gus Johnson calls that are exciting, and that's why I don't like Gus Johnson. Yeah, I would agree. I was going to say Gus Johnson because uh, I've watched a couple of his big noon kickoff games, and he lost me at Maserati Marv. Yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. Over and Maserati over. Marv. Okay, yeah, I if he yeah. catches a first down. Yeah. He's it's all yelling it's all, Maserati yeah. Marv, and yeah. so well, I just mine, couldn't handle that. Yeah, mine's McAfee. Yeah. But does he, he doesn't do games. He does do games. He does that. He does the other feet. This does, is a problem. This is a problem with the YouTube. shirts off yeah. sideline cast. This is a problem with the YouTube uh, okay. TV, too. Is if you, if you get, uh, for those of you who have YouTube mm-hmm. TV, when you do the multi-view, mm-hmm. the multi-view of the McAfee game is always the McAfee feed. It's never the main feed. If you want to watch the main feed, you have to watch just watch the actual. You can't do multi-view. You can't do multi-view with the main. That's feed. good to know. It's I just always the, it's always the McAfee. Thank feed. you for that warning. It, it should come. It should come with a very frustrating. Yeah. But though yesterday was awesome because they for the first time they did a multi-view feed of NBA and NFL. Really, which was super awesome. Mm. All right, final one. Best UGA follow on Twitter. Mine is Brooks Austin. He's uh, somebody that I've kind of been following for about a year. His analysis is so awesome. And he did such a great job of explaining why Georgia fans should be happy that Ryan Puglisi, the four-star guy from Connecticut, is coming. Even when Riola was flipping, 
he did a great job of explaining why uh, someone like Jamon Dumas Johnson would transfer. Uh, and he posts a lot of short clips that he does from his YouTube channel on uh, Twitter. And every time he pops up, I know that it's going to be short, it's going to be insightful, and I'm going to learn something. So shout out to Brooks Austin. Uh, great photographer, too. Uh, but great college football, Georgia college football analysis guy on Twitter. I mean, can I say three or Letterman? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's Graham Coffee. Uh, mm. Just every everything Graham does is so smart and well-informed and just how he thinks about football and big picture stuff. I, 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 God bless him, the way he covers all the minutiae in a way that I just, I'm not interested in, but his, his way of analyzing plays and analyzing football is, is just really smart. I like Brooks and there's a yeah. lot of really good ones out there, but yeah. it's Graham. Uh, as someone that is trying to stay as much off social media as I can, I had to go back and look and see who I'm all following. Uh, and, uh, but I will say I've always loved Butarski. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You cannot yeah. go wrong yep. with Butarski. Yeah. I'll give a shout to Jim Wood. Yeah. Give a shout to Jim Wood. Jim Wood. But I would say, my, if I may say, uh, this is okay to say, uh, other than Seth Emerson, uh, the people on Twitter that I probably pay the most attention to uh, that follow Georgia football are actually probably Scott DeVall and Tony Waller. Mm. So I would say you guys Some are, of the stuff I put out there is true. I don't know if I've done a Georgia... I, I do like one tweet every like two weeks anymore. Uh, so I'm a very bad Georgia follow. Uh, but uh, I do like having... A, I, I do probably pay more attention during Georgia games... Like during Georgia games, I will. I do the way I basically use Twitter anymore is if there's someone I want to know what's going on, I get an alert. Yeah, yeah. I get a notification, and I will do notifications during games of you guys and Seth and Blutarski and like, and then I'll and then I'll go back to not getting notifications when the game is over. Don't put notifications on after a Falcon game on Sunday because I'm usually uh, yelling at the, the at the clouds at the air. Yeah, yeah. Um. So one quick thing, and everybody's like, "Oh God." Um, I do have a, a quick trivia thing since you didn't come okay. up with this. And this is something I thought about earlier today because I'm, I'm a huge bowl nerd. I love bowls. Mm-hmm. I am not. Uh, I, you don't think hand, there are too many bowl games? No. It's, it's content. It's content. Yeah, also I can ignore it. Like, there's a bunch of bowl games that happened that I didn't even know it. happened. And it's fine. It didn't bother me at it. all. Um, so I am uh, so... I assume you know Georgia has the longest current bowl streak at yes. 27 games. Used to be Florida State. Used to no be Florida, Florida State. State. Uh, it was Virginia Tech before that. Um, who are the top five right now? I will tell you that uh, number two has 25, number three has 22, uh, number four has 20, and number five has 19. In a row? In a row. Georgia wow. has 27 in a row. Do we have to say? No. We just pick, name just, you, don't, you have to name it. Let's just do name, five, not five, name the other schools. Do you have, do you have the top 10? I'm giving you just have the top five. I have the top 10. Let's just do top 10 and yeah, see how many fine. we can name Who's from the top been good 10. for that long? Okay, so I'll start. Yes. Okay. Alabama. Yes. Wow. Um, Oregon. No. No. Oh, okay, I'll try again. Um, now, we realize some people have been banned. From bowls, probably in the last twenty-five years, but I'm going to still say Ohio State. Yes, mm, good one. Uh, Michigan, no. Uh, Penn State, no. They're probably banned. No, Penn State's probably still on here. No, no Penn State's on there. Ole Miss, no. no. Clemson, yes. Wow. What else am I guessing? Just keep going. Just, we'll see if uh, we can just name them Just keep going? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm 0 for 3. 
Uh, Wake I've, Forest. I've, I've clearly won. No, Wake Forest did not make a bowl game this year. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, no. But um, they, they were, they would have been on the list. Of okay. Uh, Washington. No. Damn. Mm. Okay. Right, now, so, we're starting to miss enough now so that we So you stop. are missing a Big 12 team. Uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Big 10 team. Illinois. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Um, another Big 12 team. Texas. Uh, BYU. No. Oh, I was trying to be Not cute. Texas. No. Baylor. No. That's a good guess. Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma State. Yes. Um, a Conference USA team. Don't know any of those. Conference USA. I couldn't tell you some Conference USA. Marshall. Uh, or maybe they're an American now. I don't remember now. Oh, that the two American teams. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. No. They're in Big 12 now. Yeah, right. Memphis and UCF. Oh, wouldn't have guessed and them. one SEC team. One more SEC team. Oh, that's that's a good question. Um, um, I'm going to say... No, not Tennessee. I'm going to say... How many years? Can you tell me the years? Nine. Wow. I'm going to say Kentucky. Kentucky. Wow. Yeah. There Kentucky you go, Will. That was the one that surprised me. Yeah. On that list, that was the one that surprised me the most. So, I good said, for him. Yeah. I used to have the big big book of college bowls. I can yeah. tell you the year all the big bowls started, or that, oh, yeah. Yeah, why there was a hiatus between the first and second Rhodes Bowls, all that stuff. Has True or false, Georgia has played in the Blue Bonnet Bowl. True. That's right. I don't know who they played. But That'd be a weird, second one. They be a weird thing to bring up if they had. Yeah. yeah I, think was, I, I think they only scored two points. They have, Georgia has two bowl games that scored two points. In. Is there any like bowl game that's been around for a decent amount like that's considered – a legit? No, I'm not talking about like the Quick Lane Bowl that Georgia's not played in. Like any of the let's see, Georgia's played historical. In, the Georgia's played in the Rose Sugar Fiesta, Orange Fiesta, Fiesta. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess so. The Gator. They Sun. played in the Fiesta. Uh, yeah, they played in one of the very first festivals. Oh, uh, they played Arizona State to tie, that maybe eighty-five out. or six. Yeah. Um, let's see. No Duke's Mayo yet. Yeah, yeah they played. They, they oh played yeah, they Duke's did. They beat Louisville. That, that's right. Because they did. They didn't have to dump Mayo yeah. back. Yeah, it wasn't Kirby Duke's Mayo was like, at the nah, time. I'm not Can you that. imagine if no. like like I, I guarantee I got if, a jaywalking ticket before that game. I was there. If if Georgia like if it doesn't go well next year and they miss it and they play Duke's Mayo, Kirby's like get that freaking mayo yeah. away. If we from don't me. do well, <laughs> if we don't listen, I will absolutely stand for us going to Las Vegas Bowl if we don't do well. Yeah, yeah. So, like don't don't yeah, I think we have played in all the major bowl games. So. Uh yeah. Cotton, yes. Um trying to think all the early bowl games. What about the like the Sun Bowl? Like, that's uh, yeah, been around been forever. The They've been the Sun Bowl. Yeah. Huh. Okay, right. now I'm gonna announce the bowl games. Yeah, right. I'm gonna make some picks. Let's do it. I'm I'm just going to go arbitrarily what I've have decided are the most well, the games that interest me the most. Nice. Wednesday, December 27th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox. 10 and 3 Louisville against 7 and 5 USC. Louisville is a 7-point favorite. Louisville by all the points. Give me the cards by all the points Good as Tony them, says. Man. Good for them. Um Who do you got? I'll take USC. I don't actually like Louisville. Um <laughs> Um, we could do Texas. Let's skip Texas A&M and the Texas Bowl. That's just sad. Um, okay, here's a good one. Thursday, December 28th, 9.15 p.m. on ESPN. 9-3 and three Arizona in the Alamo Bowl. 9-3 and three Arizona against 10-2 Oklahoma. Arizona is a three-point yeah. favorite in this game. 
Give me the Wildcats. This is a classic. This is kind of what we're talking about, right? This is a classic team that's excited to be yep. there against a team that's going to have a lot of opt-outs. Mm-hmm. I would argue Oklahoma's second string is still probably good enough to beat Arizona. I, but if Arizona wins this game, they're going to be like, Jesus, we beat them. This is going to be... This is going to be central. This is going to, like that. This is I love these kind of bowl games because they're a team that's on the way up, playing against a established team that mm-hmm. doesn't care. So it feels super cool when you win. Yeah, this is kind of what happened with Texas. I think last year the Alamo Bowl was Washington and Texas, and now they're yeah. playing. Yeah. Now that they, if we see an Arizona Oklahoma playoff game this year, that'd be fun. Yeah, Arizona is fourteenth this year, and they, they lost. They lost to Mississippi yeah. State. Heck for them. Heck of a game. Who do you got, Tony? Oklahoma. And uh, by the way, uh, mea culpa, I do not believe Georgia has played in the Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> Just a know. quick one they, they have never won all the time. I never would have looked that up, and I would have believed you and quoted you forever. You're welcome to do so. Friday, December 29th, noon start time, the Tech Slayer Gator Bowl on ESPN. Mm. Eight and four Clemson, seven and five Kentucky. Kentucky. Clemson's a four point favorite in this game. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Kentucky. I'm taking Clemson. Do we, bar, to, let's, you know what? Just as the ultimate insult, I'm going to skip the Notre Dame game. Cool. Um, Who are they playing? Oregon State in yeah. the Tony they, the Tiger they played, Sun Bowl. They played Oregon State in the Fiesta Bowl a couple years ago, and yeah. Oregon State beat them. Oregon State. Seen that. Or, I don't think Oregon State. Maybe they lost a coach. Is that the one that, that you eat, Tony the Tiger? Yeah, Tony the Tiger. Yeah. yeah. And DJ, DJ Ungalele is out yeah. also. I'll take that name as well. But be that. <clears throat> 8 p.m. The Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. Missouri. 10-2 Missouri, 11-1 Ohio State. This lists Ohio State as a one-point favorite. I still have to pick Missouri. I'd, all the opt-outs for Alabama. Uh, for Alabama. Well, that was Freudian. Uh, Ohio State has me, has me nervous. I'm still going to take Ohio State. I'm just, I mean, this was a good Missouri team, and they are motivated, and they're all playing. Is that the lead-in game to uh, the Georgia game? No, that game no that's, the, the, yeah. that's the night game. That's night the night game before. before. Uh, we'll get to the Georgia game. We'll skip that one. The lead-in game to the Georgia game is Saturday. Uh, the Peach Bowl. Yeah. December 30th, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, noon on ESPN. 10-2 Mississippi, 10-2 Penn State. Ole Miss is going to have all the fans there. And it won't be, they're going to be sold out, but they'll have the majority of the fans. I'm going to go with Ole Miss. I don't know, man. Penn State people travel. It's a huge like. You know what the weather's yeah. like in central Pennsylvania? True. And that school is huge. It's almost underappreciated how big Penn yeah, State is. Yeah, it's like 145,000 undergrads. Um, that's a clash of styles. I mean, Penn State, look, uh, Kurt Ferentz gets, um, and probably rightfully so, his disdain for offense, but uh, Penn State has been very like you know what? we're just going to defense you to death. Um, <laughs> having said that, I think I'm just going to have to go ahead and pick Liner. I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Penn State. Uh, I'm skipping Auburn Maryland unless you have anything you say about Auburn Maryland. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, uh, no games on New Year's Eve this year. No yeah, games this is Sunday. on New Year's Eve because it's a Sunday, so it's NFL Sunday. I pick. Walker, my son, over Matt Adair in the in the in the, in the game in the uh, fantasy football. It's weird not having any bowl games on New Year's Eve. Yeah. It is. It yeah. is weird. I understand the NFL runs everything. And I understand why you wouldn't do it that day. Well, I heard weird. that they beat 
the NBA five to one in ratings. And it's funny because like now, like generally speaking, the NBA is Christmas. Christmas yeah. NBA gets Christmas. Yeah. And it's funny to think that like like Christmas was not on a Sunday. It was planned. It was on a Monday, and there were yeah. three games. There were so like eventually the, it's gonna Christmas is gonna be on a Wednesday, and there's gonna be another yeah. game. Well, yeah. I did so well in uh, Will's fantasy football that I got a buy all of the playoffs. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Yeah, I'm very proud. But I am playing in uh, the championship this week on a and the law student mm. one that I'm in. So, okay. Yeah, Congratulations. And show the whippersnappers. No games on New Year's Eve. However, I would argue the slate leading into the playoff games is pretty fun. It is. Uh, at noon on New Year's Day at the ReliaQuest Bowl in, I don't know where that Tampa. is. Tampa. Yeah. Um, the former Outback, mm. seven and five Wisconsin, nine and three LSU. Mm. I I want to pick LSU. I want to pick LSU here. I'm gonna pick LSU. Is Jaden Daniels playing? No, probably not. No idea. But that guy, um, who is it? The, I'm the guy that he's came not. in. There's no way he's playing. When he got injured last year in the SEC championship game, Tate Riedel Hoover. He has a Nuss, Nussmeyer. Yeah, Grant Nussmeyer. He's good. I'll pick LSU. It's the final game of. Um, of uh, my high school friend Sarah Jeffrey's son, offensive lineman for Wisconsin. Oh, wow. It's annoying. It's, it's, uh, he's big. Um, okay, this he's, is a he much plays lineman for Wisconsin. Of course, yeah. he's big. Yeah. Um, okay, this is a fun. This is a this is a fun game. One p.m. ESPN, the Verbo Fiesta Bowl. Thirteen. Just never played him. Yes. <laughs> they, they probably stayed the Verbo. Thirteen and O Liberty against eleven and two Oregon. Mm. What do you think the line on this game is? Uh, it's not as high as you Oregon think. by eight. I'm gonna say Oregon by six. Oregon by seventeen. Oh my god! Really? In this no, game. Give me, give me Liberty in the in the points. I can't pick Liberty. I think my argument for Oregon here is uh, I don't know, man. He's that's a like he's a good coach and he is amped and like he's a Kirby guy. I like what Lanning's doing. I think he has them amped for this game. I'm taking Oregon. Yes, Oregon. A decidedly less exciting game. You should definitely, unless if Oregon uh, turns out to be a blowout, it yeah. starts at the exact same time on ABC. The Cheese It for all the Cheese It Citrus Bowl, ten and three Iowa <laughs> against oh eight God. and four Tennessee. Oh Generally my speaking, God. A clash of styles. There should be a specific name for a season that an SEC team has that ends with them playing Iowa in a bowl game. Like there should be a very like it's usually Iowa Kentucky, or right. like Iowa Auburn. Oh, this what, year, did Tennessee call, on, what did we call it? What did we call it? There was a stream where Georgia played in the Citrus Outback Bowl against Wisconsin, yeah, and or Purdue. Michigan State yeah. and Purdue. Oh God! Oh God! We we would go down there to Ebor City like it was something. <laughs> That's how far away that was. Yeah. Um, you're talking about clash of styles. I'm going to pull for Iowa on that one. I think I don't think they'll win, but I, I think Tennessee is going to score enough points. Yeah. Tennessee is seven and a half point, seven and a half point favorite. I will take Tennessee. Okay, now the biggins before we get to the Georgia game, five p.m. on ESPN. By the way, last year didn't the didn't the game before? Because I think I feel like there's been a year where the first game has bled into the second game. Anytime it's Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, it does. Yeah, so it's uh, this year it's Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl. 5 p.m. is the first game. 8.45 is the second game. I know they're Rose trying not to have the bleed in. They will. But that, they those will. games go so long. 
And particularly with this game, this game feels, I don't know, I guess it's two kind of rushing teams, so it could go faster. But also, every ESPN will run every single ad forever. This is definitely going to be a game. All of these games are going to be games where you miss Gene Steratore explaining what happened on the replay. They're going to come back from commercial and be like, oh, that player you were nervous about? They announced it when you missed it because we have four hours of commercials to run in this game. 8 p.m., See, oh, wait, we're doing Rose Bowl first? We are doing Rose Bowl first because it's the first game. Rose Bowl pre- presented by Prudential. I don't want to make sure Prudential gets it's the love that it desperately needs. 12-1 and 1 Alabama gets 13-0 and 0 Michigan. Currently, Michigan is a two-point favorite. I think Alabama beats them pretty okay. easily. And if you know, here's the thing. If Alabama's going to win, I hope they rub their noses in it. I think Michigan wins. You think who wins? Michigan wins. You think Michigan wins? I do. What is your justification for that? Um, a couple of things. I think Michigan is a team that plays um, extraordinarily consistent football. They play, they play their game. They do not get out of their rhythm. They have shown um, the ability to take punches and consistently come back. Um, and that's not to say that that Alabama can't do the same thing. Um, I think weirdly um, uh, that that Michigan has uh, more more ump across the front on both sides of the line. Um, and if you end up in a situation where Michigan doesn't make as many mistakes as Alabama does, it's uh, it's a close game. If Michigan plays their best game, Alabama plays their close their best game. It's a close game. The only way for Alabama to me to beat Michigan is Michigan does the same thing Georgia did, which is make some mistakes that allows Alabama the opportunity to win the game. Will it be close to match? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I can absolutely see this being twenty eight twenty four. But I think Michigan wins. I am also picking Michigan. I think the Milrow mistake is going to happen this game. Mm-hmm. I think the Milrow mistake happen, happens. Yeah. I mean, it, it should have happened. Should have happened in the Auburn game. Yep, and so I think I mean, it did happen in the Auburn game. It did. He just, he just yeah, got away with it. So uh, I, I am also picking Michigan yeah. this game. Uh, and then eight forty five ESPN Allstate Sugar Bowl in Nolens, twelve and one Texas against thirteen and zero Washington. Texas is currently a four and a half point favorite in this game. Give me the dogs on the West Coast. Same Washington. Uh, Washington. Wait, are they? I was West ready to. I, I picked Oregon in the. Pac-12 championship because I thought Oregon was a more physical team in that game. Uh, disabused me of that motion. Yeah. I have to say, Washington was better. Washington than is a super physical football team. They have a very good quarterback. They have very good skilled players. Um, I think Washington gets to uh, Quinn Ewers in, in a way that he probably hasn't been gotten to, and Texas gets exposed a little bit. Is Manning the backup in this game? He's got to be. Because he's the guy uh, left, right? Yeah, Marcus is transferring. Because so. he he transferred, but like he's officially gone now. Well, I don't know if he is or not. Like but that's I, I, I just assume Manning is. I mean, two. you know, if, that's if, weird, right? Because uh, someone like announced they're transferring, but still be the backup in this game and they end up winning the. Winning the yeah, play I mean, the if, game. if I'm Sarkeesian, <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're not playing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm that's assuming he's not playing. Um, I, I think I'm going to take Texas. I am definitely rooting for watching this game, but I think I'm going to take Texas. Yeah. Michigan, Texas, the national championship game feels like a root for the meteor moment. Yeah. I will confess. I have Michigan. I have, I have Michigan and Washington. I think Washington wins it. Hmm. I would be. I would be okay with that. 
Okay, so now we have one more game. It's uh, Georgia. Georgia plays. Oh, I'll be darned. Georgia plays a football game on December 30th. Four o'clock. Four o'clock. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm, uh, I, we may or may not. I thought it was very funny because Georgia basketball has been promoting for quite some time a dual attendance game where the women's basketball team was playing at noon. So the women's basketball team was going to play first and then the men's team was going to play after. Guess what day that turned out to 30th. be? 30th. December 30th. Oh. So they moved, the, they moved them up. Uh, and, but even with that... The men's game starts at two thirty. I am fascinated to see how many people are watching mm. the second half of that game against Alabama A and M. So the game is at four. God, P- Mike White must be beside himself. Yeah, I mean, they, they, by the way, they've won seven in a row. Yeah. They're not yeah. against anybody really good, but they've won seven in a row. Hey. Seven in a row. Seven but in a row. They would lose those when Crean was here. Dude, yeah. going yeah. seven in a row. Seven in a row. Going into the uh, this is the only thing we'll talk about yeah. basketball. Going into the SEC slate at it'll be eleven and four, right? No, three. no, three. Eleven and three. Yeah, yeah, that's that gives you some runway. Yeah. And there's no real good wins, but there's no real bad loss. Yeah. So yeah, um, I think if they are able to get 500 in the SEC, they might. They, they're a bubbleish team. They're a bubble definitely team. an IT. They're a bubble team if they get a 500. Yeah. That's going to be really hard. But if they do that, they do. okay, <clears throat> uh, football. Capital One Orange Bowl, 4 p.m. December 30th on ESPN. Georgia 12 and 1 in the road uniforms against 13 and 0 Florida State. Georgia, as of the current looking at the app, a 17 point. Favorite. It moved. Yeah. I mean, I think this is going to be TCU esque from last year's championship game. I don't think Florida State has a chance. I think. What we talked about earlier in this podcast, Kirby has a culture where guys have bought in and they wouldn't care if they were playing Auburn at Piedmont Park. They would show up and give Hashtag their... 1908. Yeah, and they would give their... Or, or uh, Columbus Memorial Stadium. They <laughs> would give their level best effort. Uh, this is like when... Uh, you know when you're when you're hiking in the woods with your Labrador retriever and it comes across like a wounded you know bird and you're like okay. it's way up in front and you're like hey stop stop and it just keeps like messing with it and by the time you get up to it the bird's dead. Um, I think I think Georgia wins forty eight to six. Woo, woo. Um, Wait, I, I usually go first. Oh we're, yeah, we're I don't sitting. care. Whatever. I'm I'm running it, so it feels weird. Sorry, you looked at me, and so I just no, 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 no. I, su- I usually go before Tony. I don't usually oh, yeah, go first. Yeah, you go yeah. first. I, but I we're just first. because I was running. Now the thing. you go. Tony oh. goes last. Tony I'll, goes. I'll last. go. Yes. That I know. We, yeah. we do the right no, thing. That's I said right. stop, Tony. That's right. You did the right thing. Stop it, Tony. Seriously, that's enough out of you. Look what he's done again. Severely chastised. Sorry. I would say this feels more like Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Is actually what this game feels like to me. This this feels like a, and I would listen. I think Florida State. Going back to our earlier question, I think this Florida State, if if uh, Niedermeyer uh, were still the quarterback, I think that Florida State could beat Kentucky. Okay, um, but I don't know if this dude is going to be able. Glenn to Glenn Burns, that guy. right? Yeah, no, yeah. Glenn Burns, the weather guy. Yeah, he's not anymore, and he's a Florida. Grad. Yeah. Anyway, that's never. never. Um, I think that this feels. I'll put it this way: Think about all the games where we've seen a team score a touchdown against Georgia first. Do you look at this Florida State team and think, "Oh, they're going to be able to drive down the field no. with everybody that they don't have on their roster right now on Georgia's first drive?" Uh, and to me, that that's they just. 
I would have been very curious to see what a fully engaged Florida State team would do in sure. this game. Yeah. I still think Georgia would have won. Mm-hmm. But they're not engaged. They're demoralized. Everyone's playing backups. It feels like a it feels like a game that's going to be over at halftime and like well over at halftime. I'm going to say Georgia 42 Florida State 10. Yeah, it's um I, I agree with you, by the way. The Florida State quarterback's name is Brock Glenn. Um, not Brock Bowers or mm-hmm. Glenn Burns. Um, or John Glenn. Or John Glenn. Or Brock Purdy. All, all names. Or Brock um, Vandergriff. Or Brock Lesnar. <laughs> or Real Purdy Mouth. Or Scott Glenn. <laughs> Scott Glenn's an excellent actor. <laughs> or Scott Duvall. So, um, I don't... What are we talking about? <laughs> so, the... Um, yeah, I had... But before Tate Rodemaker, I had I already had a whole windup on this thing with Tate Rodemaker. It's like a little bit of a Tate Rodemaker game, going to be a little bit of a hero, come out and lead Florida State to a couple of touchdowns, maybe three touchdowns. Um, but you know Georgia still wins. Um, no, that's happening now, right? Um, I mean, I, I would be it would been fun to talk about this game. Yeah, it would have been more fun. I mean, it's like I'm like I'm having fun with y'all, right? Yeah, um, right, right, right. but I've not, not been miserable for the last hour. And a half. Yeah, not been miserable, but it's just really hard to see. I guess Georgia turns the ball over six times. I mean, that's that's the path, right? right. If Georgia turns the ball over six times, it's just really hard to see Florida State scoring more than one touchdown. To me, um, maybe. Two because you throw a dumb interception somewhere that gets returned, um, but I'm not even going to predict that. Um, it's a little bit of a shame because I, this had the makings of being uh, a team that probably was most likely to be like, okay, so they got in, but we didn't. Yeah, and you can team, see why they picked this game. That team would be yeah, Georgia. That makes sense. Yes. And then a team that really had something to prove in Florida State. Um, but that's all different now. Um, I think it is safe to say that I think Georgia's going to win and win big, 17 points. It's going to be really surprising to me if this line's not 20 by the time I, it kicks I off. Agree. I agree. And uh, 20 probably doesn't seem like enough. Give me 38-13. 38-13. Georgia. And the interesting thing is if a baby had been born the last time Georgia and Florida State played in the Sugar Bowl – they would be 48 hours away from being legal drinking age when this game kicks off. Absolutely. Uh, it's funny. We didn't even talk about that game. I remember that game because everyone had all the tickets. Oh, um, I was trying to sell some extras down there. Yeah, for $4. We went, yeah. yeah. I, I, I will admit I overpaid for tickets, but I swore to be damned. If Georgia ever went back to a sugar bowl, I was going to So go. you and I didn't know each other, but we were at the same game. We were? That has to, that has to have happened a lot of times, guys. I don't want to blow your mind. But I but do that not a lot. make fun of us. Um, <laughs> that, so, that feels like that. Like there's never been a time boy, that where I've been in Georgia game. At a Georgia game, and you've been like, "What? Who's this guy?" Like you guys have known me <laughs> for every Georgia game, but there has to be a lot of games. I'm sure. I'm sure. Brad, that that does that that's a whole different. That, I learned that, game is a whole that was podcast. my second trip ever to New Orleans, and I quickly learned how powerful hurricanes are <laughs> during that trip. Yeah, you took yeah. the train from Atlanta to New Orleans. You talked about that. It's just that's a crazy, crazy. How crazy long? Story. I, that sounds fun. It was it's great. twelve hours. It was great. The we problem had a is overnight. Car. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem is uh, all the stops, like yeah. in like Laurel, Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, allegedly they drank it out of booze by about 
yeah, somewhere in, somewhere south of yeah, it have was, it be overnight. It was awesome. Hard. Yeah, you caught you catch the train at Brookhaven Station yeah. and just yeah. ride it. We took uh, we ended up driving over from Orange Beach because it was I was you know like struggling and had no money and all the stuff, but it was good times. Um, well, guys, we're we back. find ourselves. We find ourselves with one more football game. Uh, Scott, Will, are we doing a post game on Sunday? Is that uh, no, is that right. an offing? Okay, yeah, I'm game if you're game. Okay, yeah, it's not going to. Yeah. It's just going to. And who knows? Maybe I, I don't know yet if it's possible we could all do it in person after the game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to be uh, watching Tony smoke his meats yeah. at his house That's during it. the game. Yeah. Oh, during the game. Okay, I was like, <laughs> what are we talking about here? Also, he's going to make some food. Yeah, That's some, right. Yeah, yeah Jennifer <laughs> wondering if you were going to make some food. Um, That's the craziest thing she's ever asked me. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping to be over there. I'm. I'm waiting for yeah. a, 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 um, um, further input from the uh, from the better half, and whether we're going to the basketball game, whether. We're not going to the basketball game, but I would very much like to be there because, and if I'm there, we'll just do a post game. Yeah, it sounds good. If we're, yeah, if we do, if, if I, if, if I were at the point where I had any autonomy over my own decisions, I get it. Trust uh, me, brother. It would be, Trust me. I've been married 20 years, so. So, but this uh, time, been married 20 years. So. <laughs> right, right. I was wondering if you were. I do sometimes forget. Yeah, so so do I. Um, but uh, all right, well, gentlemen, it is great to be back with you, uh, one way or the other. And um, it's a shame we don't have two games to preview. Uh, during the stretch, but nevertheless, it's exciting to be here. It's good to chat, and uh, you know, we'll uh, do a post game and see what happens. Until then, enjoy a happy, uh, happy, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, everyone. Uh, and until then, go dogs, go dogs. And thanks so much for listening and indulging us on this bowl preview special. This is the special edition. Uh, not sad, not disappointed. We're good. We're good. And we're going to enjoy watching Georgia roll out there in uh, Miami Hard Rock Stadium and putting, uh, putting, putting a big number on the Seminoles. But as Will and Tony alluded, we will have a post-game show either the day after or maybe if we all get together the day of of the uh, Orange Bowl. But uh, enjoy uh, the game and safe travels if you're heading down there. And uh, we'll see you on campus sometime soon. And as always, go dogs.